right, guys, welcome back to Driving Life. This week we are, uh, man, we're in the same studio. It's awesome, man. It is. Back from Daytona. Um, but, I mean, what a great couple weeks. Not the result that we wanted. We'll get into that later. But, I mean, yeah. good to be in the same room with you. It is. And, uh, and not on the telephone. It's been a, a long time. I mean, we we talked about this last last time we were we did our podcast a week ago, two weeks ago, yeah. two weeks ago. Um, it just seems like it's been forever, <laughs> you know, since we've really sat down and and done this. And, and you know, this is really what we had planned for last year and, yeah. you know, pre-COVID uh, when we started doing this and, and you know, how it was going to work out and kind of what we had, the vision, uh, you know, for the podcast. So really, I think we were kind of reinventing because we didn't have that opportunity last year. So even though this is what we initially planned on doing, it's really different from where we were at. Um, which is fine with me, man. It was a great weekend. Um, it was great to be back at the racetrack. And I know you had to feel the same way, even though you were there for a long time. Yeah, almost two weeks. Right. Gone. <laughs> or I was gone two weeks, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it was great. It was great to be back. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I, I get, folks, I don't know where uh, – no guests lined up for today. Nope. But we're just going to kind of review Daytona, go yep. over that, and, and chit-chat about that. And, um, you know – I guess, Tommy, you can ask me anything you want to ask me on that well, week. But. I don't know. I think we'll just – because it was a different format, right? The, the whole the whole setup was different this year. You know, normally the roar is, uh, you know, before the 24 is yeah. a couple weeks. Or what, is there two weeks or three weeks in between? It's almost two weeks before. It's like the first full weekend of January. Yeah. And so being this year, um, the roar test uh, for IMSO was the week before the race. Yeah. So we were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday – had Monday to, I don't say we really had Monday, Tuesday off, but with no on track activity. Right. Um, and then we went straight Wednesday, you know, the Michelin pilot Chevy's, we had a practice that afternoon to kick off the, the race week. And then Thursday we we're in the Porsche GT three R. So, um, yeah. So from really Wednesday through Sunday, you were in a car a lot. Yeah. And I think that was great. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I don't, I mean, I do like the roar test and then a little bit of a break just to, for, to kind of regroup, but it was nice. I mean, we've been away from the track in that capacity for a year right? Uh, at Team TGM because we basically did this race last year and then everything happened right before Sebring and we took it off and just tested. But it was really cool just to be back at the track in the roar test and we did that and we obviously stayed down there and the, the first trip in the in the travel trailer. Right. And um, I mean... It and it worked all, out good, right? I mean, you had, yeah, there was really no, no issues. And, and so it was really cool. I got back to the trailer and you were there yeah. and stuff and it was good, man. I, I was, you know, surprised me like for surprised. sure. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. And, um, and, and I can't think of everybody friends of the podcast. You got to go see him, Jeremy yep. Sweeney, Sweeney, uh, Chandler Welling and uh, Chris Bear. We haven't had Chris on yet. <clears throat> but we will. And uh, all those guys, they ran a motorhome and they yeah. came down. They were down in uh, NASCAR was one and two, but they could see over in turn five, which they had a great – I guess oh, you watched awesome. the race there. It was I really did. good. I yeah. went down there a couple of times to see them, and I can't thank those guys enough. And for everybody's support here from Nashville, got a lot of text messages from everybody yeah. um, pre-race, you know, uh, with us just competing in the Rolex 24 and the Michelin Pilot four-hour race on Friday. So um, I just thank everybody that follows the podcast and – and was supporting us in this effort that we were doing and, and for the opportunity that I was, you know, finally getting in a really, really competitive car. And we can talk about that, how competitive this car really was. And, um, but I, I just, you know, thankful for everybody that, that gave us, you know, the well wishes and stuff. And, and then those guys showed up to the race yeah. and stuff. And then you drove down. And yeah. so it was just, it was a really cool event. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. So let's, let's, let's back it up. Let's start with, the uh, the Michelin Pilot Series race <clears throat> and the Camaros and was it what you expected? I mean, because I know there was some challenges. If you want to talk a little bit about and th and this was the first, really, this is the second time you've had that the, these cars on track in a race. You did yeah. Daytona last year, took the rest of the year off. I mean, it's been practice. You've you know yeah. we've we, you've done some test sessions and that kind of thing, but this was really the first race back after a year off, and you know. Talk a little bit about the car, Owen, and, and you know, what you, your thoughts were and, and what transpired over the year of being out of IMSA and um, just, you know, any, any challenges, any, 
you know, what was it like to, to get back on track? Well, I mean, we started at the Roar Test, and I think that went really well. Um, obviously, we, we talked about this pre-Daytona on our last episode that we've been facing bounce of performance yep. issues from IMSA uh, with the Chevrolet Camaro that we were kind of, I mean, we didn't expect, and we got hammered. I mean, when they pulled the parachute on us, they pulled it. <laughs> and um, and so you got to go back and think about we didn't test that way either. Yeah, and so right. the car weighs 66 pounds heavier than it did. It's got a goes from a sixty two mil restrictor to a fifty six, which is massive. It's massive. I mean, talk about. I mean, they Great. chopped us big yeah, time. Right. And 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 my twenty five years. This is not me knocking them. I've never seen a car get cut that bad. Not because I'm driving it. A lot of people felt sorry for us. Other competitors, one of the McLarens, because they knew what the hell they had. Right. And, and we'll uh, talk about that. We can talk about that because they sandbagging <laughs> like crazy. But. Um, so that, that changes your aspect when you've been testing a certain way. Yeah. And we've been testing at Daytona. We've been really focused on Daytona since October. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of did, we did VIR originally. We did Road Atlanta. Um, we went to Daytona. And then once we got to October, we started completely focusing on Daytona. And we did two tests there, one in October and one in December. And then we do the Roar test. And so right. we get ready for this. And so that really kind of, I don't know, say it took the wind out of the team a little bit. The sales, right. I mean rephrase that yeah just kind of like it was just like oh man like yeah what a total we're wel- downer, welcome right? back you know yep. like we're gonna get screw you yeah <laughs> and so we really felt like we had a competitive package to be fighting for a podium we felt like man this if we can come out here with a top 10 that'll be awesome um and so that's a little bit discouraging a little bit in that aspect of it and we can talk about this because um the other car we felt differently about that and we'll get into the Porsche and then the Rolex mm-hmm. your race and then the practice sessions and stuff. But um, it was good to get back out there and work. We've got great engineering from Joe Vardy, Ben Wright, Pratt and Miller, and we've got a great crew. And I, and I think for the 46 car, you know, it ended up P6 in the right. race. Right. And so I think that team, um, I mean, us as a team, we showed on what we can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 64 car, which I'm now paired with Ted. I mean, we had speed. You were there at the say, race. You, you we, we were leading led laps. Yeah, both cars led. Led, yeah. And so that's, I think that's a first for us. Um, where both cars led at some point in during the same the event, race. In yeah. the same race. And so I think that's really cool. I mean, there's some good things that come out of this. Yeah. I can sit here and complain about BOP all day, but I can't really do anything about that. That's, you know, somebody at Chevrolet's job to do, not mine. And so I, I think for the team aspect, for them to lead with both cars at one point in the race, is really cool. Um, I drove from the back and got, I think we got to fourth or fifth. And then I ran out on a max, you know, they yeah. have this max two hours and 40 minutes max drive time that they've implemented this year. There's a minimum time of 40 minutes, and but they never had a max. And so we listed Hugh Plum uh, on the car for that reason. And we came to about an hour 15, hour 20. We had a caution and we were in great track position, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I was talking to the guys on the radio that you know maybe we should make go off sequence here a little bit because we're in this box yeah. that we've got to put Hugh in at some point I had about 30 minutes left of drive time I could do and you just don't want to take a chance on overdoing that you do that about one minute and it yeah. DQs and the car done. yeah and so I, I just was like hey let's get me out put him in and maybe we'll get some caution roll the dice right. a little bit here and go off strategy and and we did, and we just came up a little bit short on fuel. I think we've taken yeah. the white flag, I think. And we got the cautions we thought we needed. We thought we were good. And uh, it was going to result in P9 somewhere in there, P10, which I thought was going to be great. Yep. And well, because right there, right before that, when you when you had to dive into the pit to just grab that little bit of extra fuel to finish the race, I think you were running either 7th and 8th or 6th and 7th. Yeah, I mean, point. it was right where I yeah. thought we could finish. Yeah. And, um and so I was all game for this call, and I probably led the charge a little bit on this. You know, they were probably like telling me to shut up, but it, <laughs> I thought it was good. I mean, I think Joe Vardy and Ben that are on the box, and John Terry and those guys. I think that this was the right call for the '64 car to take this chance. the The Chevy Camaros did not have the speed to win the race, so we just got to get the best points we right. can. And if it worked out for the '64, um, then it would work out. It did not. We ended up 21st, but I think we we're going to end up there anyways. And the reason is because. The drive time issues were going to put us in a box where we're going to yep. have to make a full pit stop again. Yep. And 
He yeah, was no matter what. He, I, he was going to be in the back anyways. Oh, and, I, and I agree with you. I think that no matter what, if you, if you do what everybody else is doing, you're going to be at a disadvantage because you got to do that driver change, and yeah. nobody else did. Yeah. So I agree with you. I don't. I, you got to you got to think outside the box at that point, and he came really close. I mean, we we talk about field mileage, and sometimes you win those, and sometimes you don't. You know, I mean, it would have been awesome because I think that would have been just such a killer story for the weekend. You know, all things considered, it just didn't. It was close, but you know, you don't finish on lap with two laps to go or whatever. It's where the checkered flag flies. So yeah, and so I mean, I'm still happy for the team, and they showed oh, yeah. result. And like we said, both cars led, and um, and and I didn't think it was a bad thing for us to be at the front of the field because he was leading on that last restart, and mm-hmm. we can go where you want to with this. But well, I think we everybody should go down this path. Everybody showed what they had at the end, and yeah. it was good for us to be at the front to show we don't have. Anything, right. um to compete with any of those guys right now well, far, as far was, as handling in the straightaway <laughs> so that that yeah that last caution whatever i mean it just where everybody lined up there was 15 minutes 15 to go. minutes to go or whatever um and i think the mclaren was in sixth or seventh yeah. or something like that and the bmws were you know right there and then the green flag drops and they just i mean it was not even close they just walked to the front walked past everybody to the McLaren the walked field. by everybody. Then the oh, BMWs frame trade everybody. Yeah, and I yeah. think Matt was up there third or fourth too. I mean, he was ahead. He was ahead of those. He was podium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it just it was when for me sitting in the stands, I was like, and I think I texted you actually, and I was like, okay, obviously they're going to have to work on the BOP for the McLaren because that's stupid. Yeah. I mean, at one point in the beginning of the race, they were nine seconds ahead of the field. That shouldn't happen like that, and it wasn't because of strategy or whatever they were just that much faster yeah and that's happened three years in a row yeah, yeah you think they do something about that yeah and they've and laid in the, the weeds. whole idea of bop yeah and because the roar test those guys were running um down at the bottom of the sheet yeah. and we knew exactly what they had and and the problem is and i guess and we can go back into the roar test because emsa had and we didn't run it in the porsche because of the rain they remember they had the qualifying race right. because they're trying to get everybody to show their hand instead of playing these games and right. stuff. And I know they're putting this box where people don't show their hand and then they don't have the real date on them, but there has to be, this is my opinion completely that there has to be some type of penalty when they show something that one week later, right on a Sunday afternoon, the McLaren was running. I, I'm pretty sure like high 55s, low 56s, lap times, minute 55. And then dumps of 152 at right. the end of the race. In my mind, there's like, okay, you do it one time. It takes what? Even if it's 15 minutes to go, five minute penalty, whatever it is, put yeah. them in the penalty box, and that that crap will stop. That's right. It only takes one person, you know, and it's like, and everybody will get because their act together. Because then you'll never together. do it again. Exactly. They'll never do it again. But in the IMSA, I get, they're in a box where they are. I know. And if people don't show their hand, and that's what they tried to do with the qualifying race for the WeatherTech guys on Sunday. Did it work? I think it was pretty close, um, you know, because that was battling for the pole and they paid points in that deal. And right. so should they do that th- same thing for the Michelin pilot where, I mean, make it a full race. I mean, make it just a two-hour hey, two event. I mean, they did a 100-minute race, right? Is yeah, that it was, was 100, yeah. 100 minutes. So yeah. maybe do the same thing for the Michelin pilot guys and make it a full points race. Yeah. Then – the points are more important to somebody than, you know, taking the pole or whatever. They'd rather lay in the weeds and be yeah. good for the race. But if you make it a full points race towards the end of the championship, that's going to well, mean a lot. I mean, look how close that finish was. You know, 24 hours of racing, and some of those cars were separated by, you know, between first and fifth by less than a half a minute. Yeah. At the end of 24 hours. So, yeah, you you, you got to take out that sandbagging you know that it just it's just not right and i think the mclaren if i saw it everybody else had to see it because i mean just as a, a fan of the sport i was like no 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 way yeah i mean i was getting texts from people that are just watching the, the broadcast yeah. and i mean you were sitting there watching the race i mean you can tell it's not right <laughs> no. and um and so in, in my mind daytona is a great everybody's like oh daytona is a special place for bop actually it shows you true horsepower and at that point, you know, hey, we can need to make a decision here on who's got really what they got in a straight mm-hmm. line. And then you can balance it. I mean, my deal is with BOP, 
And I've always been this way. If you got a car that handles good, that's kudos to your team. Absolutely. And that you take full advantage of that. If you've hired the right drivers, the right engineers, and you've done the right things to get the car to handle, hey, and, and within the rules, that's you. But power-wise, I can't do anything about that. Yep. I can't make up that. And so that's um, – they have the clear data now. We'll see where it goes, you know, from this point on. And I, I get it restricting people's horsepower, but don't restrict their – you know, if you got a good team and they do a good job handling the car, you know, yeah. then that's um, that's the team. That's not the car itself. And so we'll see where it goes. I mean, it was going on a little bit in that hundred minute race because we ran the Porsche, right? And, and and you could see the Ferrari was fast. I don't know if the Mercedes was laying in the weeds a little bit. It won the Rolex Twenty Four and GTD, but it was still pretty quick. And and the BMW was fast. It ended up winning that yep. race. Yep. And I feel like we didn't have the, the legs in the, in the Rolex 24. We did not have the legs on anybody. And it was tough to stay in the draft with people. And we could run a decent lap time, but it was tough to really get a run on somebody. Yeah. And you had to work to, the to draft. Pass, to be oh, able to gosh. pass was, yeah. Yeah. And so it went on a little bit there too. Um, not saying the, the race that they did on Sunday during the war completely fixed it, but I think it made it better right. than it did in years past because it's been it's happened the same thing in years past, people have laid in the weeds and they show up, you know, race day and just blow everybody's doors off right. down the straightaway. And so, um, well, I didn't think the Mercedes looked especially fast until the end of the race. So they had a game plan. They did. They were just staying in contention. They were until the end and then unleash the hounds. Cause I didn't, I would have never, if you would have asked me midway through the race, it wouldn't have been Mercedes. That wouldn't have been my choice to win. No, it was Ferrari, is what I thought. Yeah. I mean, being out there and being around, I think the 21 car definitely had, I think it tried to move four hours too early a little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it was the car to beat, and I think they just made a move and um, got a little over-anxious when you've got a piece that good. You just got a little, you, know, you still got four and a half hours to go when that yeah. contact happened with the Mercedes and, you know, just stay in his mirrors. There was no reason to really, yeah, yeah he had a run on him, but he still got a long time to go at that point. So, I mean, it worked out great. Mercedes went one, two kudos to them because obviously we were in that family at one time and happy to see them get that. Um, you know, I think that's the first victory for, for AMG there at Daytona. So yeah, probably with that car. So yeah, that was good. Cool. Yeah. So that kind of, I guess, I don't know if that answers your question. We kind of went all over the place <laughs> a little bit there, but the Chevy race I thought was great. Um, other than the challenges that we were faced. And I think as a team, we did the best that we could do. Well, I think that showed the strength, right? So, you were hit with some issues that were going to be difficult to overcome. And you, and you still, other than the, the, you know, the 64 car and the, and the fuel mileage, you still were in the hunt, Yeah, you know, for a lot of that. So that was my takeaway from it. You know, if you got to find the silver lining somewhere, all things considered to finish P six, you know, with that kind of a handicap and knowing how ridiculous the, uh, you know, the McLaren was. And I, and I even thought that the BMWs obviously were, um, you know, maybe not uh, full throttle uh, for for a lot of that <laughs> at because the at the end it was like, okay, is it a temperature difference and the you know the car's just running better because it's cooler or you know whatever? No. But no, but so I was encouraged by that because I thought it was great. I thought the finish of the forty six car was great. It was obvious that they didn't you didn't have straight line speed and just couldn't you know couldn't make that gain. Like you said, it was too hard to put yourself into a position to make a pass because you just didn't have the speed. You can at Daytona. I mean, you right. can do it in the infield, but then you come out of turn six back into NASCAR one, you're going to get your doors blown off. So you work that hard to get by somebody when yeah. they just turn around and just drive right back by you. Yeah. And so that you put the, you jeopardize the car at that point yeah. and hurting the car uh, and saying, Hey, I'm going to battle for fourth instead of take a sixth place or something yeah. and just get out of there. And that's right. I always look at Daytona. I want to win there. So bad. I mean, I have so bad. I've been going there for how many years, and and that's one track I have not won. I've won a lot of tracks that IMSA goes to, but that's been the one that's always like just been my. I either I get I just don't have the cars that have horsepower, right. and so, um, so you don't want to put the car in jeopardy. You just want to get out of there with a decent finish and keep going. And that's what we tried to do with the sixty four is get some decent points. Uh, it, it backfired on us, but we've won races that way too. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't be, you know, unhappy about that. We showed what the pace of that car is too. And we, and the 46 car got the points we felt like it needed to get. And uh, it'll be a contender for the championship for well, sure. And so that that's going to be my next question for you is, 
you know, what do you take away from the race? What is the rest of the season? Or, you know, how's this, what's the precursor, uh, you know, for this race? What do you, what, what's the rest of the season look like? Cause I think for me, what I saw, I was encouraged by that because it was the second race, second time the car has been, you know, on track in a race competition. Um, even with the challenges, the car still looked good, especially under braking, I thought. Yeah, I think we've worked really hard over, you know, the testing I think we've done. We've made the cars pretty reliable. I'm not saying that they were unreliable when we got them, but the 46 car last year had mm-hmm. an issue in this race. And I think only ran like, what, an hour and a half, maybe? Yeah, yeah not much. And um, and so that both cars finished, and we actually had an issue with our car um, during that race last year. And so I think we've got that under control now. Some of the issues that we, I mean, we did that in testing, but you're only testing against yourself. Right. You want to go back to competition. And and I had to be honest. I mean, the first restart that we got with me in the car, man, it was like, I haven't done that in a year. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that I was out of my element. That's not really the case, but it's just like, okay, wow. Okay. I got to get, I want to protect the car and, you know, get after it at the same time. And so it kind of was just like feeling it back out a little bit, make sure. I mean, because if you hadn't watched the Michelin pilot race, maybe you only watch other stuff. I mean, the restarts, I mean, this racing is so competitive. Oh, it's so tight. And it's, I mean, so it kind of like got me going again, and that led into the, you know, you know, it was good to get that under our belt again. You know, it's just even though we've been doing this a long, long time. Well, and I think when you, you caught, haven't done it for a year. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it gets the adrenaline pumping again a little yeah. bit, you know, whatever. I was going to go back to that, that first caution right after you got back in the car, um, and that was a long caution period. <clears throat> But it tightened the field back up. It gave you an opportunity to pass, and you passed a lot of cars. Yeah. Uh, so, was, and that's the time you know you were talking about where we were uh, parked, where those guys were parked in the in the motorhome. So, if you looked off the front of the the motorhome, you could see the entire infield. So we could see it coming off of the the front stretch, do the whole infield, uh, lose you just for a split second as you're getting onto the banking there, and then follow you all the way around turn one, turn two. And part of the way down the back stretch, it was unbelievable. So I really had a great vantage point to to watch you picking off cars, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was cool to watch. Yeah, because I had to, I mean, come from the back to the front, yeah. And we drove it all the way back to fourth or so before we made that final pit stop. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was fun for me. It kind of got that going again. I mean, that's why. I mean, that first restart is like, oh wow, like okay. Let's get this going. And we had a couple more, and I kind of got the groove. And, like, you know, w- w- and I had a great spotter. Um, MHP was on top there for us, which he did the weather tech race for us, too, and was giving me the right stuff that I needed, yeah. you know, on the restarts and, and to be ready to go. And so, yeah, it was from that aspect, it was a lot of fun. And I think we showed, you know, how well this team is and the organization that yeah. it is with the guys it's got around it. And um, just, I, I think moving forward, I think we're going to go do a test at Sebring and get ready for there. I mean, Sebring is, uh, an awesome place. I've been fortunate enough to win there um, in years past. And so I, we did a test there last year, but I think we need to to get back there. And I think we're going to do that into this month is, um, and do a two-day test and just try to figure out where we are going to be. I mean, obviously, we'd like to see the BOP get a little bit, right. you know, in line. But like I said earlier, nothing I can do about that. And that track's not – I mean, obviously, Daytona's just so fast because you got the, you're on the oval and it's it's just massive, you know, horsepower and speed. Um, but Sebring should tighten it up a little bit, correct? I hope so. I mean, I think that's where it really hurt our car because we're now we're driving, we're, you know, we're dragging around 66 pounds more. Right. And it, it really hurt the torque off the car. You can feel it. I mean, because uh, we just did a test in December, yeah. so it's pretty fresh, you know, in your memory bank um, when you go there. It wasn't like I drove yeah. the car last summer and now I'm driving it now. I just did a test there in December, and then you get on the throttle and you're like, wow, okay. Well, I think thing. that's one of the things you said you know, the switch between Mercedes and, and Chevy was yeah. so much torque. You know, you, you you come out of the corner so much harder. Yeah. And then they just cut that. Cut the torque. Yeah. And that's one reason we made the switch for Ted, too, because right. we thought this would be a better car uh, for him because the torque side of it. And and now I feel like we're back in this kind of same predicament we were with the Mercedes where it didn't have any torque um, because the way the turbos and stuff mm-hmm. where they were um, pulling the turbos back on it. But you know, we'll go back to work hard. And it's like I said, I can't do anything about that. That's, that's a, you know, that's other people that are paid a lot more money than I am to, to figure that out. And so I can only do what I can do yeah. and, um, and help Ted where he needs to be. And we'll go to Sebring and I think we'll have a decent package. We'll see how it all kind of plays out again. Um, but I feel better about it because it does have some long straightaways, right? But nothing like Daytona. Right. I mean, 
you're in sixth gear for a long time right at daytona pulling you know some you know just that long straightaways there that you're that you're seeing there so but sebring i think will be better because the car is really good under braking oh I'm yeah happy where we are we've worked really hard for that uh, to get some things straight there and you know i just my team they're so good and you know we're going to be good where we, we're going to make the cars best we can make it we can't do anything else about yeah no and else. i and i agree and hopefully they'll even if they don't fix your power issue as long as they bring everybody else back in yeah line, just make it competitive well because they give us a chance and i don't even know what car they're benchmarking they always benchmark a car and that's where the car they try to get everybody to and i don't know what that car is this year it, it was the porsche at one point the gt4 mm-hmm. came in and i don't know if it's still the car um, that they're using um to sort of benchmark it um but but we'll see see where it goes so that's a little bit of the i guess long-winded recap of the that was Friday awesome. four four hour race. It needed to be long winded. That was a long weekend. <laughs> that was a long couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then after it's all over, you got to turn right around and drive back. You know, um, get you the know, old get the old travel trailer back on the road and yeah, head home. I mean, we're kind of jumping around. You know, it's like you know, what I wanted. I was driving back out of there. I left the track on Monday, and I equate this to like um, I don't know any big event in your life, like a wedding or like a big birthday party or whatever. It's like all this lead up to it, and it's like you go through it, and it's like, oh, man. It's over. It's over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, season just getting started, which is great, but we had such a big weekend on what we were doing for two weeks, and it's like, oh, man, like, okay, well, I only got a couple of weeks. I get back in the car. Yeah. But it was kind of like, oh, well, what am I going to do this week? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been set on a schedule every day for <laughs> yeah. how many weeks now? Like, I'm still trying to recover a little bit because uh, I'd – end up driving all the way back on Monday night and because uh, I had some work done on the trailer while I was down there in Lakeland. So I had to make a little bit of a detour, but then I, you know, I was on it. I got home about two o'clock in the morning, yeah. you know, Tuesday morning. So I've been trying to catch up a little bit. <laughs> I was ready to be home. Well, and plus after, you know, how many hours in the car, 48 hours or whatever. I mean, it was yeah. a ridiculous amount of drive time. There's a lot of adrenaline going there. And when that's over, it's like, you're just wiped out. So yeah, spent. I know. I went to bed at seven thirty last night. <laughs> I was done, you know. Yeah. But, um, but it was a great event. I mean, a lot of fun, and I was glad that we uh, that we we haven't talked about the big race yet. But um, it, it was just it was a great weekend for Ted, and I was so happy to, right. to do that for him for sure. Yeah, and then and so let's talk about that. Okay, the Porsche, because that was a completely new, uh, you know, opportunity. That you hadn't done before, that Team TGM hadn't done before. You've been in that race before. Yeah, I've been fortunate. Enough. The first time I did that race was 1997 in a prototype, and so wait, when the last century? Yeah, was in the no, last, no, century. last century. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's been sporadic events for me to be in that race. I think I've only done it five times since then, and it's just like I found a home in the Michelin Pilot Series, and that's just where I've been. Right. Opportunities have been there. Right. I didn't have the funding to be over in WeatherTech, and. In some cases, there's a lot more guys getting a paycheck from driving in Michelin than there is in WeatherTech. Right. And not saying there's, you know, I, both series are competitive, the way you look at it. But I thought it was a great venture for us to go do this. Um, this was a bucket list item for Ted. And we and we picked up the GT3R. We did that first test. I think you and I talked about it in mm-hmm. December, I think is right. Mm-hmm. Right after Thanksgiving. Right. And we did a shakedown at Palm Beach. And then we did a test at Daytona before the roar. And I was, um, you know, we go from one extreme to the other. We were P1 at one session, and I thought that was really cool. I mean, I, as I, I got out of the car, and we were top of the board, and and to see the smile on Ted's face, that made the whole weekend yeah, for me. Yeah. Grant, we didn't finish the race. We we're getting into that. But that made the weekend for me that, hey, he was so happy about that. We ended up P2 in that session. The Lambo bumped us a little bit. But yeah, right at the end. Yeah. But, I mean, just so many things that went on in the weekend I thought was really cool. And that was a special moment, I mean, I guess for me personally, but it's to give that to him and to show that he's got the right guys in his yeah. organization, yeah. myself and Hugh Plum and Matt and and the guys that we interfaced with, you know, with Wright Motorsports. And yep. so I think that was, you know, his smile that he had on his face. And then he hopped in the car next and to see his name at the top of the board, you know, and his <laughs> daughter did, Christina, who does our logistics. I mean, I, she took a picture of it and stuff. And so there were so many firsts for us. Yeah as a team and, and i know this was my sixth running of the rolex 24 but this was the best equipment i've ever been in and this is not a knock on anybody else i've driven for in the past but ted did i mean this was the best car i've ever been a part of 
And it was it, fast. It was quick. And and Mike Colucci, I got to work with him. And if you're in the racing world, Mike's done 40 of these. And he's won eight times. Wow. And a guy that I just got to draw off some experience from him, too. And John Wright, I used to work for John Wright. Mm-hmm. And we partnered with John Wright. And so um, it was just a, it was a neat thing for me and to, to be a part of personally for me, too. Um, to be back in this race and I think to be in the right opportunity. Yeah, we had some challenges during the race, but to show the car had speed during practice, oh, yeah. that, that that probably, I mean, that was a big checkbox for us as a team to say, hey, we're, we belong over the WeatherTech. We can do this. And I think some people look at the Michelin Pilot Series as the, you know, redhead stepchild a little bit to IMSA, but it is so competitive. And the guys that are there and that are, you know, at the front of the field, they're just as good to be in the WeatherTech series oh, as yeah. anybody else. And so that prepares you when you go over there, um, you know, to be at the front of the field. And I think we sort of, yeah, there's some guys over there that run both series and crossover, but I think, you know, us as a team, you felt like you were kind of carrying the flag a little bit for that, you know, the Michelin pilot guys that, Hey man, we, that's competitive racing here. And you, you, you know, if we're running well, so-and-so can be running well over here too, because they're competitive in the Michelin pilot series. So that was, it was a neat thing. So that, that sort of starts the weekend there, you know, and then we go into the race and Ted does his first stint and he, he does a great job. I mean, he, we lost the spotter for a little point at one point during that first stint because the, we didn't think about this. The one thing we didn't think about during the weekend, the big truck leaves that, that hauls the Camaros, which has the repeater for the radio in it. Oh, no way. <laughs> and so we didn't even think about this. Like you go through all these logistics for this race and the truck, is gone and we don't have MHP on the radio because the repeater is, is, is gone down the road, <laughs> down the road <laughs> in the other truck. And so they luckily he gets through that stint, no problem. And, um, we get the radios all worked out and, and we go from there, but that was a little hiccup there. It got us worried in the first hour right. you know, that went on. And, uh, cause that would have been no bueno for, you couldn't have done that race would have been tough. Well, I mean, we we were going to get it fixed. I mean, that was not an issue like, but it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, this is Ted's first venture into this race and practice is one thing, but now the race is here and you got the prototypes coming by and faster cars and stuff. And yeah, because I think the prototypes were what, 10 seconds a lap faster. And then, but there was five classes, right? So you've got five different closing rates. And I mean, it just, it's insane to think about you know, being in that car and how, without having a spotter, I mean, and that's why I say, I don't know that it's, it would be even possible. So yeah, for, to, to get him through that first stint, uh, you know, without that, um, I, I kudos to Ted because the, it's insane to watch, you know, the closing rates and how quickly people come up on you and get next to you and, you know, whatever. So yeah, I can't imagine what that's like without a spotter. Yeah. So, I mean, cause he hasn't been in that situation. And right. So that's one thing that we were, that we were worried about. I mean, the car's got a, a, a rear view camera by Bosch, which is awesome system. Um, it's almost like a radar, how, how it picks out the car right. and marks it and stuff. And it keeps track of the car. You know, it's all speed related and stuff, but, um, still, I mean, he, I, he was probably using it some, but MHP is so good on the radio that, I mean, I didn't have to look in the camera I and mean, he's right. giving me, you know, indicators on what's going on behind me. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I just keep keep driving and then glance into it and see what's going on when he tells me somebody's getting close or, you know, the yeah, well, and that's, you know, and I was listening to the radio there for a little bit and, you know, it's like DPI, you know, five back, four back. Yeah. I mean, he's just counting it down the whole way. And, uh, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. And so we, we get through the first stint and then I got, you know, opportunity to run the second stint. And, um, I think we got back in within one lap of the lead of GTD. You did. And, um, but we got to restart there. I don't know what time it was now, but and we ran with the front runners before I pitted again, and we put Ted back in to try to get him a couple hours before it got really dark. But that was a great stint, you know, and he, he ran well and stuff. And the car had speed through the night, and I feel like we were – top 10 was the goal. I think we went into it. I think we were running 15th or somewhere. You might remember better where we were, but I think we were somewhere in that range. And yeah. we may not have gotten a top 10, but, I mean, unfortunately, the, the car – um, didn't show any warning at all. I think I got out of it around 630 in the morning and I think it finally gave up the ghost around 10, um, and just had a, you know, a gearbox issue with it. And it's unfortunate cause I mean, these cars are bulletproof yeah. and, and especially the Porsches. 
Yeah, ever. And I, yeah, yeah, and it's like it didn't show any indicator. I mean, no, not nothing, you know, to anybody. And um, and obviously the guys took it to the garage and then pulled the drain plug on it, and a bunch of metal came out. So something it obviously let go. Yeah, in the gearbox. But I mean, these guys will get it figured out, and Porsche will too. I mean, they want the gearbox back and take a look at it and see what happened because they, they know too that. I mean, this thing is almost indestructible Yeah, to some degree. And so just kind of see if a part failed, you know, in, in an assembly or something, um, you know, because the car didn't, this is a brand new car. Yeah. So the thing's only got about 40 hours on it. So it's not even, I mean, it's a fresh, everything's fresh in it and stuff. And so I, if there's a disappointing thing through the weekend, we talked about sort of my high points a little bit, but th- this is, um, it probably hits me in the gut a little bit because I've finished every one of these that I've competed you know, right. competed in right. and just to finish this race and not to do yeah, because we were going to give Ted the last, um, the last stint there to bring it to the checkers mm-hmm. and, and not to be able to do that. I mean, I, I feel a little gutted a little bit because man, we, we almost got our goal of a top 10. We yep. showed speed through the weekend. We put it up top of the board, you know, one of the sessions and you know, we could have checked almost every box off and that's the one we didn't get to check off. And he got to drive during the sunrise stint, which I think is one of the best yeah, stints so ever. Cool. Yeah, yeah, because I got out of the car, they they put him in. We did a break, had a caution, so we did a pad change and put him back in because we was getting ready. To, the sun was getting ready to come up, and um, I mean, I'd love to have done it, but he's the boss, so he he, he, <laughs> he, got, he got to do that. So I mean, I think that's one of the coolest stints because I've been fortunate enough in the other five times I've participated in this race. I think I've been in the car during the, that time, and uh, so that that was neat for him. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of things. I mean, he he had a great time and. And hopefully we'll be back next year because there's going to be some rules changes, you know, next year that GT3 is going to be GT3 Pro, yeah. Pro-Am. And I don't know if they're going to do Am-Am. Um, but I think we have more of an opportunity to place well, you know, with this different class structure coming. Yeah. Because now we're at GTD, there's factory teams involved. Yes. For yeah. sure. And, you know, that that's where I look at it is like we competed really well. And, you know, we're not a factory team. And the car is so new to us at oh, the same yeah. time. I, mean, the I, mean, I have the least, I mean, we, as a team, we had the least amount of laps out of any of those guys. Yeah. I mean, Porsche, whatever you're driving, Lexus, any of that stuff. I mean, well, didn't you, weren't you telling me that the, the AMG that won it had three factory guys, factory guys driving? Yeah. 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 So on. how many miles they had? And yeah. So, I mean, that's why. Thousands. I, yeah. So, I mean, we have least amount of time as a team and we partnered with the right people yeah. with John Wright to make that good. But that's why, I mean, I think, when you look at it and you check the box, it's like, wow, we were competitive. And we have hardly any time with this car as drivers. Um, yeah. One, and, you know, even Mike Colucci, who was on the box with us, I mean, he hasn't worked with this car that much either. So we were relying a lot off our teammates in the 16 car, which I think they ended up fourth Yeah, and stuff. And so we were relying a little bit on them on setup, but we were. it was good to have them as far as confirming things. Like, hey, are you feeling this? Okay, yep, you are. Okay, good. And just want to make sure because it's like that that accelerated our learning curve. Sure. And helped us to be able to bounce something off um, their engineers and their drivers. Like, hey, what did you feel about the track? You know, is this, is this a tendency to what the car does or is this something else that I'm not? Um, yeah, that we should be concerned, concerned about. about. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was good. That, and that's why we partnered with, with Wright Motorsports yeah. in this deal. But um yeah, I mean, it's the 24 hours, not the 18 hours. Of <laughs> yeah, Arizona, unfortunately, so. right. Yeah. I'll tell you my highlight of the weekend. Have you seen that picture? Oh, I have not. Okay, so you got. I'm just showing Owen a picture. So um, we got up on the on the trailer on the camper, and we did a selfie. And so it's it's myself, Owen's wife, and then in the background on the high banking is Owen in the car. Oh, is that me driving? Yeah, during it is one you. Of the, yeah. Okay, cool. It was your first stand. It was right okay. when that went in there. So that I'll send this to you, but. That is one of the coolest things I've ever done. Ever. That's cool. That's a great shot. Yeah, yeah, you need to post that on the driving life. Yeah, um, I will. Channels there and stuff. And that and that first stint for me, I mean, I think was really um, to do that in MHP. We go back to, to our spotter. He he made a great call on one of the restarts. And we talk about the restarts. So I had to kind of get back in that frame of mind in the Michelin Pilot race. Well, I was ready once we got to the WeatherTech race for sure. And he called a great restart because being the slower class, I mean, I was back in like NASCAR three when the green was coming out, but he timed it perfectly. Tell me kind of what the leaders, the prototypes were doing. And I was like, you know, I was getting up to speed and the other guys were kind of brake checking everybody, but I had a full run coming. And I think Andy Lally was with me and he sent me a text after the stint. Um, and we 
went to the high side and man, we came all the way up to the front. Now, that's why we were running with the top four cars at that huh. point. Yep. And we just blistered it all the way to the front. And he sent me a text like, dude, that was so much fun. Cause he was a lap down too. We were on the same lap. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, dude, hopefully we can be doing that to sharpen the field the next day on Sunday afternoon. But that was fun. We had a good time and, and Andy's run, you know, some NASCAR stuff and obviously he's been, been in the weather tech for a while, but I mean, we grew up together racing each other and stuff. So that was, um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was cool. And we, we, if you're not familiar with how it works with these cars, there is a, um, it shows your position. Oh, the number panel. Yeah. yeah, The number panel on the side of the car. So, you know, when you were doing that and you're out there passing cars, your position didn't change. It it hadn't changed. And everybody's like, why is it? Why is this? He's passing cars. Why? I'm like, he's he's two laps down. He's got to pass everybody twice. Twice. Yeah. Uh, To to see that number change. So that was kind of, it's kind of weird, but it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. Like I said, at that point we were sitting there on the camper so I could see you, all the way through the that that restart and coming through the infield and just picking guys off. It was so cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, and let you talk about this because you've been to this race last year, yep. and now we're in COVID times. I mean, what was your – I mean, the paddock is not open to, to fans, but what was your take on how well IMSA did or Daytona International Speedway on how, what they did, I mean, for the fans? And I know this was Jeremy and Chandler and, and Chris's first time there, and I, I, I told them it's like – a you know, wasn't sure what to expect. I didn't yeah. want to have their expectations. Hey, this is what it is. And they get there and be like, oh my gosh, I'm not having a good time. And I, so I kind of downplayed it. Yeah. And, um, but I think they had a great time, but I mean, from oh, your, totally did. Yeah. I mean, from your perspective, I mean, so, you know, not being able to, and, and for the Michelin pilot series race, <clears throat> I started, I, cause I got to the race, I got to the track at like noon or whatever. Cause it started well in four and 45 stuff. Yeah. And, um, so I got there and hold on a second. I gotta take a drink of water. Sorry. <clears throat> I got there and we kind of walked around and we, and we sat in the stands and it was like a ghost town. There was nobody in the stands up in, and, up, up in the, you know, yeah. Up in the grandstands. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, so my wife and my son, they're like, well, we're going to head over to the infield and just, you know, to the fan zone and, and check it out. I'm like, okay. I said, well, I want to watch a little bit of the race sitting right here. Just, you know, check it out. As they get started, and then I'll come back over there. Well, I went over to the infield. That was where it was at. Everybody was on the infield. They yeah. were, you know, respectful of, you know, the COVID and social distancing and wearing masks and whatnot. But um, there were a lot of fans over there, and they, they made some changes in there that I thought were really cool that were really fan-friendly stuff. They put this giant big-screen TV up, and you could sit there and watch that there. And um, so that part of it was really cool. But not having the access – like we did last year, yeah. Uh, and 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 for me, in the years past, where I mean, literally, I just hang out at the tray, you know, at, at in your pit, pits, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, just that was tough. So I think if the, if that would have been the, you know, these guys had a great time, you know, Chandler and and uh, you know Jeremy and um, Chris had a great great time, and it would have been over the top if they could have been able to do what I did last year. Yeah. I thought it was good. I think Im said I think they did it the right way. Um I, I just I just pray that we get past this and and can go back to some and maybe they won't allow quite the access. I don't know. We'll see. But I hope they do cuz man that is there's nothing beats that when you can just you just be part of the the race and you get to see you know your driver and and who you're a fan of and the cars and just being around it it's you know, from a kid that, you know, like me, that grew up just loving racing, but from a fan standpoint, to be in the mix, to be in the middle of all that, it's, it's you know, it's really cool. It's yeah. just a lot of fun. And, you know, so I hate it that they didn't get to experience that. But I think Daytona did a good job. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt that way because I went over there to see those guys. Yep. Um, and I was like, okay, there's a lot more people here than I kind of expected to be yep. here. And so um, – yeah, kudos to to Daytona and stuff, and I think they'll put a you know good show on for NASCAR. Have the fans there for for the NASCAR yep. Speed Weeks because we kicked off Speed Weeks, and so they're in there. Um, I think into this week, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I, I mean, I, I was a little concerned about it, but it seemed like it. I mean, a lot of fans were there, and yeah, and I hate that they couldn't come to the paddock because you know how we are, especially at our team that. You know, a little kid comes by, we'll stick him in the car, especially on the fan yeah. walk, and then the fan walk doesn't take place. So that's different for us. I'm sure some of the crew guys were probably okay with this. <laughs> right. 
with the paddock being because you've been to the paddock, I mean, you can't even move. Oh, there's people everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, yeah. you can't drive your golf cart around. I mean, or the car, like trying to move the car. That's why I mean, the crew guys are probably like, thank goodness. Yeah. But as a driver, you know, you want people to have access, you know, whatever you need. And, and I feel like IMSA does a great job with that. Where other series, you can't get to anybody. I mean, oh, you yeah. can walk right up to our trailer or, you know, up to the car or ask for us or ask, you know, you know, especially on the fan walk. I mean, you got a little boy there. We're going to stick him in the car and, yep. you know, show him what it's all about. And well, play, that first it. race I ever went to, I was like, is this, am I supposed to be, am I allowed to be here? Cause I yeah. just, I literally, like you yeah. said, I walked right up to the hauler yeah, and was like, Hey, is Owen around? Oh yeah, like, sure. Oh, you know, he's, he'll, he'll be back. I think we were at lunch actually yeah. that very first time. And so I, I fanboyed it. I just kind of stood there at the corner and waited, waited, waited out. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I was like, I, nobody's telling me I can't be here. So this must be legit. You know, it must be cool. But yeah, that's the one thing you're right about that. IMSA does that the right way. And I'm sure it's, it's a pain for the crew guys, but from a fan standpoint, I'm glad that they have to suffer through that because it's awesome. It's, it's great to be able to be up, you know, to be in the mix like that and just be part of it. So cool. It's the best in motorsports. Totally and agree. You, and if you haven't been there, when we come out of these times, and, and I hope this does change at some point. I mean, I hope they don't keep this around saying, oh, well, this is, you know, the crew loves it now and we're not going to do this anymore. I feel like it will go back to the way it used to be. Yeah. Get to a race because totally. that's the different aspect of watching it on TV and then be able to be right there and see what the guys are do working on the car. You know, you can get right in there, you know, you can't get in the garage, but now you can get right there yeah. and see what they're doing and stuff. And you can get to the drivers, you yeah. know, and stuff. And, um, you know, that's where I, I can't wait till we get out of these times. And that's what was different for me. Just like the whole before the race routine, it just was like, obviously we hadn't been around in a year, but just getting, you know, wow. Okay. We, there is no fan walk, uh, cars go to the grid. Uh, all right. It's there for five minutes and start racing because normally it's there like an hour and a half yeah. before. And plus, you had pretty strict protocols to you had to get screened every day, screened every time you went back in there every day. Even though I've stayed in the motorhome lot, yeah, and I was like fifty feet away from the garage, I still had to go through the medical building every day and stuff. And so I thought IMSA did a great thing. Yeah. I mean, all the crew guys did. They, they, I mean, there was a lot of thought put into this on how to, you know make the bubble the bubble mm -hmm. um but you could still you know the the fans could not get in but at least the fans could get up on top of the garages and see yeah. the stuff and the yep. plexiglass that they've got in the garages because yep. i had some buddies that came for the roar and i was able to go talk to them you know through that and i mean that's just all different you know when you could come right to the car and um but i think they did a good job of thinking this out for the crews and how get everything to flow right and so, because they got two separate garages where each cars are, are put in. So they had to, you know, bubble that whole area Yeah, and, and they did a good job. And I thought the flow of everything, there was one hiccup they had, I think it was just the transition events from the road to the race weekend. It was just an electronic thing that they had going on, I think on that first day on that Monday. But other than that, I think it flowed really great all weekend and, and John Dunan and everybody at IMSA did a great job. Yeah. Uh, for doing this and I think led the way for NASCAR coming in there this week you know and how they need to do things and and stuff and you know even from our motorhome lot though I could still you know the fans were passing right by us <laughs> I, I, yeah. some people it's literally there. it was like right behind you because yeah, it, it was yeah yeah and I, I was sitting there out there watching tv one night and these people are like I was watching the football game with the bucks or whatever and like they're like <laughs> hey <laughs> man it's like hey talking <laughs> me through the fence like hey what's going on uh, can we get an update on the score yeah sure this is what it is so I mean that's still cool. I mean, you got some interaction with some of the fans yeah. um, that were walking around, even though you had the fence, you know, between you and stuff. Well, I love that you sent me that tweet. Somebody had taken a picture of the back of the motorhome with Driving Life. You oh, know, yeah. You got the big Driving Life logo on the back of it, you know, and whatever. And um, you're like, hey, check this out. Somebody's Somebody knows who I am down here. Yeah. And, no, you know, yeah. Brian knew exactly where yeah. I was. He's like, I know where you're living for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah that, that's me. That was so cool. Yeah. yeah. But I think you nailed it on the head, too. You know, when you said earlier that, you know, the competition in, you know, either the WeatherTech series or the, or the Michelin pilot series is top notch. I mean, it's, it is good racing. The fan interaction is second to none. I mean, IMSA, I think you said it. IMSA has a good thing. Um, they do it right. I think. And even in COVID they went back to racing, you know, fans weren't allowed and that's cool. I get that, but they went back to racing. They, they did what they had to do to keep the, 
the product on the track. Yeah. Um, and now we'll, we'll swallow, slowly get back to where we were at. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think they did, they gave the fans as much access as they could get away with. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how Sebring looks, you know, as we get further into the summer on, you know, changes that go on. Well, I think it's starting to look, and again, not, you know, I don't want to dive down any political hole or whatever, but it seems like some of these states that were really aggressive with lockdowns and whatever are starting to ease some of their restrictions. And, you know, that just bodes well for everyone. Um, You know, as long as it's safe and as long as we can do that in a safe manner, um, then I think that, that, is going to continue to move us toward where, where I want to be, which is hanging out with you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right next to the car. So yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we were just trying to get, uh, uh, Jeremy Sweeney on the phone. Uh, and he doesn't have time to, to be with us right now, but you know, just to get a little more, uh, kind of insight for somebody that this was his first time going to Daytona, his yeah. first time, you know, uh, doing that. And, um, Unfortunately, he's not able to jump on with us uh, right now, but we'll get him on. We'll get him back on the show and and talk about it, and um, you know, just see what his what his thoughts were. Um, and again, he didn't get the full immersion experience, uh, you know, unfortunately. But I know they had a good time. I think they did. I mean, they. they um, I think they're. I mean, like they're going to book that same spot for next yeah. year or get two more. And you I'm know. telling you that I got up on top of that motorhome and I was like. Whatever it takes, you got to get this again because, I mean, literally, you can see the entire infield and then that the high bank there, you know, in one and two, um, is insane. It was it was so good. And they, I bet I stood there for four hours. And didn't they have um, the live feed for as oh yeah the the yeah. The, the, the TV feed and the scoring feed yeah. and all that stuff. Yep. So I mean, it was just basically a show up deal and oh yeah, it was a great um, setup for them. It was it was killer. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. No, it was cool having them there. Just, uh, we talked about it earlier, just the support from everybody here in yeah. Nashville. I mean, not not just those guys, but other people uh, in this area and stuff, people that we've had on the podcast. So really cool thing and and, and stuff, and it meant a lot, lot to me for sure. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season and um, being at, so at uh, um, Sebring, I'm actually going to be in Orlando for a real estate thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to leave a couple of days early and rent a car, drive down there, catch the race. It's going to work out beautiful for me. I mean, Florida's going to be the place to go. Everything's open down there. I know, totally. They're getting all the conventions, all the racing. So. Oh, yeah. And that was the other thing, too. Uh, I'd never driven on the beach before, so we you know, we got down there. My wife and I took off and got down on Daytona Beach and, and drove around for a little while. It was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun, man. I had I had a good time. I'm not a huge fan of Florida, but whatever. The racing's good. I'll go wherever the racing's at. Hey, wherever it's open and they're racing, yeah, it's good. It's yeah. Good to go. So yeah, it'll be fun. Um, uh, this will be your first trip to Sebring. Yes. I think. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Sebring is uh, a unique animal. I mean, not only the track wise, but just the fan. The lo- the yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Green Park or the zoo over there <laughs> in the short course. It's like, uh, I mean, we'll see what it's like this year. But you know, it's this crazy over there. I mean, people are having fun. It's during spring break. They don't even yep. know. It's like you talk about locally here. We have steeplechase, and they're like, "Oh, there's a horse race going on." We don't even know that. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. There, it's like they don't. Even, they don't know there's race cars. Well, they probably hear them, but that's about it. But that's not why they're there. <laughs> that's not why they're there. No. <laughs> so, Seabreeze uh, a a fun place, and I've had some buddies of mine like, "Oh yeah, I used to go to that race." And like, I didn't know there. I mean, there was a race, but we didn't watch anything. Yeah. <laughs> They were having too much fun. And I think that's the fun. You know, we we used to do a lot of camping um, back in the day with, you know, Jeff and some of my buddies in NASCAR race and IndyCar races and that kind of thing. And, yeah, man, I mean, we're big fans, so we always watch the race. But, you know, we'd get there on a Thursday night and they don't race till Sunday. So uh, that leaves a lot of time for, uh, you know, having fun. And we did that a lot. No, that does for sure. So Sebring will be a lot of fun. And, and one thing we didn't get into, I mean, and you, obviously we had, um, because they were going to run this weekend, the Bush Clash on the road course oh, at yeah. Daytona. But we had Chase Elliott in the field with Action Express. Then we had the 48 car. Yeah. It was a Hendrick sort of Action Express um, combo. And actually had, obviously, Jimmy Johnson finished at second. Chase, they finished down. I think they had some gearbox yeah, issues they were in also. Like fifth or sixth or something like that, yeah. I think. Yeah. But I think that what did you know, Jimmy's appetite, he'll probably be back more yep. doing more of this stuff and 
Yeah, because that car was running, you know, the fourth, fifth, m- most of the race. Yeah. Um, they just put themselves in the in the right position. And actually, I thought they were going to win there for a little bit, but it didn't turn out that way. But it was it was a great finish for him. I'm happy for him because um, they basically put that car in there for him. The they 48 did. car with car, the Ally sponsorship, sponsor, yeah. I mean. Yeah, because the 48 car was normally Paul Miller, which they run a GTD. Yeah. And so they ran the number one, you know, number this weekend. Yeah. I don't know if they'll switch back or not or, you know, but that's been their number since they've been in uh, WeatherTech. And so, yeah, Jimmy got a little bit pressing, I guess, to get the 48 <laughs> number. Because I, I think originally, from what I heard, you know, Gary Nelson runs that. If Gary Nelson is the name, you know, he used to be head of NASCAR, mm-hmm. which, you know, he works for Action Express. And heads that team up. And I think originally they were just going to put them in the 31 car, the Wheeling car. Right. And they're like, well, maybe we just put a whole team together, yep. you know, for you. Yeah. I saw a little bit of that interview where, where he was talking about that. He's like, yeah. why don't I just do another car? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I think this will be, I know Jimmy's doing Indy car and we'll see how this year goes. I mean, he's with a chip Ganassi and, but I, I think I see his future being in sports cars. Sports cars. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think Indy cars a dream of his and he's going to, fulfill that i think i mean what he's doing now he's doing things that he wants to do mm-hmm. I, I personally haven't talked to him but i feel that you know he'll be back is, oh i think so too for sure not 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 just at the rolex 24 but i think he'll be back at some point at full capacity yeah. during the season and run a full season um in dpi so yep at I some agree. point so that that's a little bit on the race but yeah i mean you talk about the race too is the 01 car chip Ganassi makes its return and they almost pulled that off they cut a tire right what five yeah. minutes to go or three minutes to go and i mean they were putting some pressure on the 10 car and that's when we talk about the it turned into be a really good race you know yeah. there at the end and for the overall win and you know if that tire had not gone down you know he might be talking about a different winner yeah you know? no i agree and that's what that's what's so exciting that's what's so cool about daytona it's a 24-hour race and yet at the end there was i mean it was tight it, it could have gone three different ways yeah and you're not dri- i mean i mean even in our car you're driving now it's a 24 it's 24 hours but it's hour sprint races right one hour each i mean you were driving 110 percent flat out no matter where you are in the field i mean we're 14th and we're I mean, trying to put down the fastest laps we can put down every lap. Well, and that's what, and they, and they even made that comment on the broadcast that it's like there's no more. You know, you used to, you'd start out strong, you get you through the night, and then you'd finish up the race. It's a hundred percent, hundred ten percent every lap. Yeah, because that's how it used to be, Donovan. They would do the network TV would come on. Um, whoever carried it, like NBC, they carried the first hour. Mm-hmm. And so you would potentially, you would run hard the first hour because you're going to be on network TV. TV yeah. And so, so say, as soon as it goes to NBCSN, not saying that's less important, but it's not network TV. And you would start to run your pace to what you wanted to run, you know, tight right. wheel. And then you get to sunrise because it used to be like a noon to one start too. Right. And then yep. you would start, okay, get to sunrise. Now I'm going to you know, push to the end and you've made a probably made your pad brake pad change and, and you're ready to go. Now it's just like, you're flat out. Oh, it yes. doesn't matter. I mean, you get in the car and you're just, I mean, you're going as hard as you can go no matter what. Oh yeah. The, I mean, in, in every class, you know, the spread in the top five was, you know, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, the whole night. Yeah. I mean, it never really deviated from that. It was insane. No. So they, I mean, that's the cool thing about the event that's changed yeah. even from, you know, I didn't say it's, it's getting more that way. Cause last time I ran it was 2012 and not saying we were there with different goals at that time, but I mean, it felt like this year, I mean, just like it's got every year it just ramps up more yeah, and more. Right. And I can tell a difference from doing it from 12 to now in 21 that it's like, it's, it's taken another level <laughs> so that up it's, a notch. Oh, it's just up a huge notch and you're yeah. just having to push, push, push all the time. There is no more. I'm, I'm just going to lay back here and cruise around drive. Yeah. 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 It's just go, go, no. go. So no, you do that now and you're going to just, you're going to be way in the you're, back. You're going to be way behind. Yeah. Way behind. Cause you'll never yeah. make that up. So exactly. Cause, cause I mean, granted our cars didn't make it to the, I mean, I'd say there's uh, the 49 started. I think, I think they had like 40, one of the cars finished, so majority of everybody finished. I mean, granted, we were one of those ones that did not, but that shows you how reliable the cars exactly. are today. Yeah. So. Yeah, and how how tight the competition is because you you can't 
expect you know a third or a quarter of the field to, to drop out with mechanical it doesn't happen anymore. it doesn't happen yeah no. so it's different than the old days everybody's like well there's cautions and how they do the weight buys and blah 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 and people get laps back and and before you know people used to win by 25 laps right. or whatever and blah 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 or they're keeping people on the lead lap granted yeah there's some wave rounds but that's taking advantage of what's there to be able to get laps back and what's open to you to do that and, um, but the race is so competitive because you yep. just push and everybody can push and yep. stuff. And so it's not, it's never going to be won by multiple laps. You go back and look at some of the NASCAR races back when Petty was running, he'd win by like five laps too. Yep. And so racing completely has changed yeah. as a whole. And, and in this race, it is, is definitely done a 180. And it's just, which makes it a fun event as yep. drivers, you're pushing the whole time and, um, that, that that's just really cool you're not you're not getting told well hey i need you to run this pace it's like yeah. just go run as fast as you can yeah. go so yeah no that, i think that's awesome and so i think it was a good start to the year no for sure you know i mean it like i said it didn't work out i think if you don't win it never works out the way you want right because you want to win so um but i still for me um there there was a lot to take away from this weekend i was i was happy you know with the camaros um, for the first time on the track with a Porsche, if it wouldn't have, you know, broken, um, I think that was an impressive, uh, showing. So, you know, like you said, team TGM does it the right way. They do. They're always competitive. And I think, you know, just as we, you know, get ready, I think you said you're getting ready to do some testing at Sebring and then, you know, that'll be the next race. And I just think the season, I think this is going to be a good season for, for the team. Yeah, no, I feel good about where we are, and um, we've obviously kicked off the year, and you know, kicked off the year driving life here. Yeah. You know, second one of the year, and we'll we'll keep rolling down the road and get some great guests here in the future. And uh, yeah, we didn't get Jeremy on today, but we'll get somebody on that was um, next week or next week or so, next episode uh, when we come out with that to, yeah. to get somebody on that was there, and they can give you their perspective of it, and not just ours. And 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 uh, they were all newbies to this, and, yeah. and I think they're hooked to come back and. And so, and hopefully we'll be, be a part of it, you know, the big race next year again, too. I mean, we'll be a part of the Friday race for sure. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully we'll be, um, you know, we'll venture back into this at some point um, because Ted owns this car and we'll see where we go with it. You know, I think if we get some partnerships from some people, which we did, we had Porsche Silver Springs yeah, right. on and we talked about them, I think, in the previous episode. Mm -hmm. And so they came on as a partner to Team TGM for this race and we'll see what happens for next year. Because I think the class structure, the way they're going to do it, it's going to favor um, our lineup. And, and when I speak about that, I guess I can go into a little bit of detail. They, they rank the drivers and, you know, Ted's a bronze, which is where he fits. He's the team owner and stuff and funds the deal. But, you know, Hugh has aged out because he's 51. So he automatically right. turns bronze from silver to bronze. And, and then my, myself or, or silvers, the silvers are always a questionable because they go platinum, gold, silver, bronze and, and how the FI ranks them. And, you know, it just works out for us that we're silvers. And so I think that we would fit probably, uh, I mean, definitely in the pro-am, we would fit in there. But oh, I mean, yeah. if they do an AMM class, we might fit in that. <laughs> because they always, they rank it how, you know, you can have, right, right now you can have a platinum guy, but you can't have, you can't have like two platinums and one bronze. And a bronze. Or yeah, right. or one bronze. You know, you can have a platinum and then like two silvers and a bronze or something like that. Like you can't ever like your can't lower really stack low, the deck. Your lower class guys can't your higher class guys can't outrank your other guys. Like you can't stack the yeah, yeah. Like you're saying stack the deck there. So we'll see where they go with the class structure. But it just works out to our advantage the way we are. Um and those and those guys are right on pace. So it's not like yeah. you know, you just gotta take advantage of the rules. That's so right. and see what happens for next year. So I, I hope we come back next year. Because I feel like our chances within whether class structure IMSA does that will be, I mean, we were already faster. Yeah, right. The way the rules are set this year, I think we'll be really competitive, you know, yeah. for, for our class or go for a class victory, whatever it is. So yeah. uh, hopefully that happens. I totally agree. Looking forward to it. But yeah. we've got a whole season in front of us. We do, yeah. So we just kicked off, I mean, the season for Michelin Pilot and, and we're focused on the championship run yep. that we're going to try to have with the, with the 46 car and then try to do, um, you know, top five is a goal for the 64 and, and win some races. Get a win rate. Yeah. Get a, get, get a race on the win podium. in there. Yeah. 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 That's the goal. So yeah. we do that. Then we've accomplished everything that we want yep. to do for 21, but yeah, season's kicked off great and look forward to, to doing this venture again and 
getting driving life going down the road, man. Yeah, that's it. So I, I'm excited about this. Um, got the first one under the belt. Um, well, and too, we talked about this. We got some videos coming out. We, oh, did, yeah. we did shoot some stuff. We did. Now, how long that's going to take Dom and I to put all this together? Yeah, not um, not exactly my strong uh, my strength is no. video editing and and honestly, so <clears throat> I guess we'll touch on this just a little bit. But my wife and I were talking about that on the on the way back home, and I, honestly, I think one of the things because I've never done vi- I've never done YouTube before. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I think I honestly need to like storyboard the weekend, like yeah, because because uh, otherwise it's such a challenge. You miss things, and you're like, oh crap, I should have been you know, thinking about that or doing that or whatever. And then there's other things. It's like, okay, what do I, what do I do now? And so I think we're going to sit down and we were talking about this and, you know, watch some other, some other uh, people that do it and kind of storyboard out how we want it to go. Um, but it was fun. We had a good time and I'm, I'm excited about it because I just want to do something. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, it's like, well, it's like the podcast. We'll get better as we go. Yeah, no, and I shot some video, and we'll see how long it takes us to put that together. Um, and then also we got some video from from the guys at Team TGM yeah. and that do our socials and stuff there that we can kind of grab a little bit, and we're going to put, you know, something together. And there's going to be a video. Uh, we had a video crew there that was documenting all this for Ted and the team, and so we'll be able, we'll put that video out at some point too yeah. um, through our platforms. But, yeah, so not only the podcast, but we've got some stuff kind of behind the scenes and – you know, I shot some video when we were loading in and right. like how that all sort of goes for the for the common fan out there. Like, oh, man, how's this all work and, and what's going on? And and so, yeah, we shot some stuff. So we'll see how long that – that may take us a month or so. But we'll, <laughs> right. we'll get it together. It very well may, yeah. yeah. But, we'll yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely get that together. We're going to try to do that – I mean, like we talked about on the previous episode is, is through the year. Just document – give you guys behind the scenes. Yeah of what goes on through, you know, from A to Z traveling to an event as best I can, you know, cause I do the same thing. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I should have videoed that, but I don't want to be one. I've got my phone out all the time, like yeah. trying to do this, yeah. but, um, I'm trying to get better at that. Well, and, and I took the, you know, the podcast equipment cause it's, that's you our never, thing. You never to know be able to go. Yeah. Right. And you know, I, I didn't know what to expect because of the restrictions at the racetrack and that kind of thing. But I was, I was just like, you know what? I'd rather have it, not need it than yeah. need it, not have it. So, um, I think we'll continue to do that. I'll just bring it with me and, you know, if we can, if we can get something lined up, we'll do it. And you know, if not, that's cool too, but yeah. Cause you got to, I mean, uh, cause they were not part of the bubble, but you got to talk to the torch show guys a little bit. Down I did. There. I yeah. did. I, I walked uh, over there and, uh, introduced myself and, you know, we talked a little bit, which, which you've done work with them before. Yeah. So, um, that was, that was kind of cool. So, you know, stuff like that, I mean, that I wouldn't mind being where they're at. At some point, someday. Yeah. I mean, we've got a pretty cool setup. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. It was a it was a great, great weekend. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you made the trip. And um, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you got questions, you know, from this episode, especially about the race, send them our way. Yeah. Um, connect at drivinglife.com. Our social channels out there at Driving Life, you can pretty much find us anywhere. Yeah. Facebook or whatever you want to send. Any questions you got, I'll be happy to answer any of them. You yep. know, and I know you will from a fan's perspective from that Absolutely. from that aspect of it. And uh, yeah, next week we'll try to get one of the guys on that made the trip to Daytona for the first time. And-